Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is July 1st, the beginning of a new month in a new year of everything's different, everything has changed, America is sorting out a lot of stuff every single day, and we cannot figure out that the further we get away from love, the worse things keep getting. And the closer we get to kindness and love, things get better. It's that simple. Yet super hard to do, right? Just super hard. It's unbelievable to me that love, truth, and purity can be so overlooked so overlooked that the issues that are talked about just don't even make sense anymore. Yet there's an ecosystem around every issue and there's people to comment and we're just coming up with stuff every day that we're going, what? How? Where did this come from? And how, after all of this education, after all of this all of this intelligence, are we in a place like this? And I thought about that because I thought about relationships. Today was Relationship Wednesday, and I said, well, you know, when our relationships are solid, then we are more solid walking into our world. When we have nothing to lose because we feel we've gained nothing, anything we do starts building an identity for us or in us, which is something we're looking for, something to hold on to. But when our choices are limited on what to hold on to, we will hold on to anything. So I go back to this Arabic saying, and I can't believe I did not hear this saying until I was like in my middle to late 30s. And it never came back up in my life until now. And I'm, you know, in my late 50s now. And it is that a starving soul will get full on the peel of an onion. And the saying goes back to the fact that the peel of the onion doesn't even have taste, but you'll take it. You didn't even get to the onion yet, but you'll take it. So I thought, just like everything else, we go back to the fork in the road, and we are going back to the fact that we have to face ourselves over and over and over and over again. 
It's just the way life is going to be. We're here to do that. So I said, okay, Christ, here we go. How choosing kindness will change every relationship we have. Sounds like a great headline. And yet, when I talk to people individually, they feel like kindness is the long way. And I know that sounds funny to say, but they feel like, well, you got to do that every day. And I thought, wow, I never thought of it that way. Like, of course you have to do it every day. Kindness isn't a tactic. Kindness is something we earn. We earn kindness. It's not a tool. It's not like we're kind because we're going to get this back or we're going to get that or we're going to make them think we're okay. I'm a kind person. I know I am because of the way I am to myself. But it doesn't mean that I accept things that are not okay because then I wouldn't be kind to myself. I would actually be kind of mean to invite someone else's negative in and then participate. Right? That's why we earn kindness. Kindness is a strength. So if somebody gives me something negative and I say, oh, wow, I don't want to participate. I don't want to go deeper into the rabbit hole of this thought, this time, this thinking. And I do not participate. And that's a way of being kind to myself instead of taking on somebody else's stuff when I actually don't have the time or the willingness or the mind to do it. That's different than helping someone. Sometimes we help them by not participating because in some part of the brain of the person who is throwing something negative at you, they will say, oh, wow, others don't want to do this. This may not be the right way to go about this. I may need to find another avenue where I am received differently. What am I doing that's causing someone else to not want to participate because they don't have the time to stop their lives and they don't know me that well to engage in this banter with me or do this dance that I keep setting up over and over again. And that's called reinforcement, which is different because being kind is by not participating. When you know that it it's not going to benefit or you. But I will say this. When kindness is an option, we haven't earned the full scope of kindness yet. It's something that becomes who we are once we've learned to treat ourselves that way by even taking a negative thought in our brain and saying, oh, you know what? 
I don't know where you came from, but I don't really think like that. So I am not going to accept this negative thought. I am not going to participate. It's a conscious thing. I know better now. I'm not going to do that. That's Maya Angelou's best line ever. When you know better, do better. Because I found out we all know better. Because when we're giving someone else advice or we're upset, we're telling them exactly what to do. But the question is, are we doing that? So when we are in a relationship, choosing kindness, it is a choice. And it's a choice you really have to fight for. But it will change your life in every aspect, in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your soul, in the way you walk, in the way you talk. And a lot of times, the only way kindness can work is when you are truly fighting for your own level of understanding life and your own acceptance of yourself in it. Because this is what it looks like in a relationship. Let's say you guys disagree, maybe politically, maybe how to face a a situation with the children. Maybe you have an ex in the picture, and that's a little problem that you face every time there's a pickup or a drop-off. Or you go to work and you have a boss that isn't kind. Sometimes. Kindness looks like not participating, but loving. And I know that sounds a little weird, but this is something Christ said a while ago to me. And he said, the way we love is felt no matter what we say. So if we are coming from a place of love, energy that is what walks in with us that is what walks out with us it feels peaceful it feels content and when we see that upheaval understanding that that upheaval isn't ours and we are not going to adopt it we're not going to accept it and then carry it and then exasperate that energy throughout the office or if you feel like when your ex comes, there's going to be an issue because they're just the old cliche and the old stereotype of what exes do. And you say, you know what, I don't want to be that stereotype or that cliche. I'm going to get my kids ready. I'm not going to talk about my ex-partner in front of them and put them down. I married them. I loved them. And if I'm blaming them for whatever, it's because I haven't seen my role in it as well. Being kind to yourself, because that's just saying that calms everything down. Instead of, oh, I can't wait till he comes, and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And then the kid sees it all. And then they think that if you're not with somebody, you have the right to be mean. So the way we love is felt no matter what we say. Even if we tried to be nice but we were upset, every word we'd come out with instead of, how was your day? Hey, how was your day? Imagine someone comes up and they're mad and you're like, hey, how was your day? 
instead of, well, how was your day? Same sentence, but different energy behind it. In any relationship we have, the second kind thing we can do, and I know it's going to sound funny to say this because we're like, oh, duh, of course, but doing it is another thing. In a relationship, when you share everything, everything, you just talk. I was thinking this today. Oh, did you see that on the news? You know, this is what I thought about that. Oh, you know what? Sally wants to sleep over her friend's house. We never really did that before. How do you feel about that? Oh, our daughter's graduating from high school. She's going to be going away to college. What do we want to do this last summer with her? Oh, you know what? I think we should remodel a part of the house. Oh, you know what? Do you want to go and work at this homeless shelter and let's see how many people we can help as well? That will make us feel good. That will make me feel good. Do you want to join me? Just conversations like that that might not seem monumental because nothing is monumental if it's not talked about. But if it is, it becomes, it grows energy, it grows steam. But when you share everything, you in turn will have everything that the relationship has to offer. Think about that. In a relationship, when you share everything, you will have everything. And the reason kindness plays a huge role in that, because and this is something I just, maybe I I was more than just surprised. I was just like where you get floored when someone says, well, I'll never tell him that. And I'll be like, why don't you want to share that? Oh, he's not going to care anyway, and I just don't want to see him not care, so I'm not going to tell him. And I thought, holy cow, you just decided for someone else what they will care about and what they won't, and you took their caring away from you. How kind is that to yourself? Because the other person doesn't even know. But your energy, your energy is not coming from a place of love, and that is what is felt. And the partner will be like, is there something I don't know? No, you're fine. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Are you fine? If you've chosen to live with someone that you love and you're giving your greatest asset of time to every single day and you're not sharing everything with them, then you're not getting everything you can with them. You will have nothing. Because holding back says a lot, and it says it all in energy. I don't trust you enough with my feelings. I believe you don't love me enough to care about certain things. 
I will only share this with you and that with you and not this and not that. So there's a fracture, an emotional fracture between the two of you. And it doesn't mean you download every last thought because that's impossible. You would need, just like you have all day with yourself, all day to do that. But you know what I mean when I say share everything. It's normal everyday life. You wake up, you go back and forth, you do the dance. And you don't miss the steps. You don't look awkward. You don't look like you're clapping when the beat is off. Kindness is our greatest strength emotionally. It all goes back to truth, love, and purity, the cornerstones of who we are wherever we go. Because one thing I found out with people who have been married a couple of times was that they were the same in every relationship they had. They were no different with person number one than they were with person number two. Just a different person. But who they were or are was the same in both places. If they hid this from one, that's their template. I spoke to a man once who who truly was unapologetically narcissistic. I love him. I know it sounds weird, but he knows who he is at the very least. At the very least. And he said one time to his partner, which I thought was quite interesting, but they were in an argument and she was kind of getting close to breaking the veneer. And because he knew himself, he said, know how to be anything else. Maybe, maybe I don't know enough to be here. The fact that he was that honest, which is very rare for a narcissist, but it's because in narcissism, the person usually can't see themselves. But he's had such a turnover in his relationships, and he did not notice that happening to his friends. He's older now. He understands his limitations. So he believes by being upfront about them that he is sharing everything even though he can't get to his own insecurities. That man alone, there's another one, but that man alone from his level of honesty of understanding who he was, even though he didn't like it, taught me to have compassion for that mind. It's not an easy place to be. It's a hard place to be. Not only for the receiver, but for the person. I pray for them all the time. I pray for them all the time. Because it's nearly impossible for them to share everything. So they never get everything a relationship can offer. And as a result of that, the energy exchanges between them and their partner 
become less and less, not more and more over time. And then the person leaves because there is no energy exchange. It's a one-way street. There are no two ways with that mind. And that's the most crippling part of it. And then the recognition by the other partner, that's huge because it's a sadness. It's not an anger. Usually it's anger. But when you are kind already, it's sad. Because then you say, oh, wow, no matter what I try, no matter what I do, no matter how many times I go back, we end up at the same place because that relationship can only go so far. It can only go as far as the other person has gone with themselves. That's why Christ says over and over again, we cannot give what we do not have. It's absolutely amazing how the meaning, all of these sayings, come to life when you can see how and why they work. So the third thing that Christ said today, and this one everybody says, choose your battles. It's what he said after that that's just the biggest part of my day today. After he said choose your battles, because we can technically battle about everything. And then we can go to the other extreme and battle about nothing. How many couples have you heard? We never fight. But instead of just saying we never fight, what do you replace that with? Because you're going to disagree. So what do you replace your battles with? Said, participate by dissipating. Meaning, when you see an escalation, when you see a battle coming, because we can all feel it. Very rarely are we blindsided unless somebody's totally manipulating us and we're like, where did that come from? That's a different different thing. This is where both partners, there is love there. They are sharing everything. And they do feel like they have the foundation and the structure and the recovery, a disagreement, the recovery, they can say, oh, well, we disagree here, but let's talk about that when we've had more time to think about it, and let's just go on with our day for now. You know how big that is to do that? Yes, I disagree with you politically. I may have certain feelings about how you feel, and I don't like those feelings. But you feel them for a reason, whether it was upbringing or, you know, whatever your motivations are for those feelings. And I totally disagree. We are black and white on that issue, which is happening a lot to people in this time in our history. Because the political stage has become very chaotic. And we all saw it coming, but we had to watch it play out. And what did we see? We saw that everything isn't shared, so we have nothing. We also saw that there was no love felt. And we also saw 
that we didn't choose our battles. Everything is a battle. It's not good or bad. It's the opposite of everything we're talking about right now. Truth, love, and purity are absent. Doesn't matter what side you're on, each side thinks it's absent. It's it's actually kind of interesting to watch. Because I'm looking at it not from a political lens. I look at relationships. I look at relationships not from a who's winning lens. I look at it from where's the love missing lens. Where's the love injured lens? Where's the truth? Where's the love? Where's the purity? Because then I can identify. I can identify the pain. One second, I'm going to cough. One second. (coughs) So sorry about that. I was trying to hold it back and it just wouldn't listen. So think about that. Participate by dissipating. You see the battle coming. You know you're going to disagree. It's super seductive to want to get in and fight. Get that battle going. Get that blood pressure going. Get that fire burning. But instead, you say, prior to it, hey, you know what? We are going to disagree. We both already know that. I already kind of know where you're going with this, and I know you know where I'm going with this. Do we really want to have this conversation right now? Because what happens if you keep doing it is it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit, and it's exhausting because you already know the answer. And in most cases, you pulling back and not constantly trying to build the threshold of how right you are to someone who thinks the complete opposite that you think, they will hear you better. They will hear you better. Because now, the previous times you've talked about it, where the stage was set on both sides, You start to think, well, you know, you might see a piece of news, you might have a conversation with someone else, and you'd go, oh, wow, my wife thinks that. My wife talks like that. Oh, that's her point of view. It, It isn't mine, but, oh, I get it. So she thinks like my friend. Oh, now there's two of them. Kindness. Space. That is, that's an example of it. Kindness isn't a one-stop shop. Kindness isn't the place where you go, oh, I'm going to be kind in this situation even though I don't really want to be, but I have to be. It's a mindset. It's how we live, how we think, how we grow. We participate by dissipating. If there's something you really feel strongly about and your feelings are not known and you see the battle coming, don't scream it at the other person. Just say it. 
hey, you know what? I feel like this topic is really important to me. This is how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? Because now you dissipate that feeling of saying, I can't believe you think that way. I can't believe that's how you really feel. Oh, my God. Can you imagine someone saying that to you? Like you're weird or something's wrong with you. This is how I feel. How do you feel? How long have you felt that way? Why do you feel that way? Growth, growth, growth. You guys, thank you for listening. Tomorrow is Dream Theme Thursday. I can't believe this week is just flipping by. And I wanted to thank Shirley. She's in our chat today. Liam says the fourth will be different this year. It already is. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.